good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Well, today I have really a strange thing to pull out of the Christmas narrative. I've seen this for years and I've thought about preaching about it, but somehow it's never made it into a sermon. But today I want to share it with you. Mary Alice and I are walking through the Christmas narrative as we lead up to Christmas here on Noah's Window. And yesterday, Mary Alice talked about how the angel appeared to Zechariah and told him that the prayer he had forgotten about was going to be answered. I want to pull the strange thing out of what happened next because Zechariah showed doubt uh, when the angel told him that he and Elizabeth were going to be able to have a child even though they were elderly. So Zechariah manifested this doubt to the angel. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now and my wife is well along in years. You know, in that verse, we see both questioning and doubt. Questioning, questioning is not as much of a problem as doubt is. You know, when he said, how can it be? Well, that's, that's questioning. Mary asked that question and she wasn't rendered silent for six months. But what came next was doubt because Zechariah said, I'm an old man and my wife is now well along in years. Well, surely Zechariah had to know that that was not a surprise to this angel, but he was basically saying, I'm old and my wife is old, as in saying, God's not capable of doing this. Well, what happened next is one of the more interesting things that happened in the Christmas narrative. The angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you the good news. Gabriel's like, I thought you were going to be really excited. I came to bring you good news, but instead you're greeting this with questioning and doubts. Now, Gabriel said, but since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly come true at the fulfilled time or at the, at the correct time. Well, you know, it's easy to look at that and say that God punished Zechariah for not believing and caused him not to be able to speak for six months. But I, I think there's a much more practical lesson there. You know, there's a time for us not to speak. Every Christian is going to go through a, a dry season or a season of doubt. And sometimes we get very frustrated with God. It's really important not to speak in those times. And I think it was as if God was saying to Zechariah, until your faith comes around, you don't need to talk. In the book of Psalms, there's an interesting side narrative to this. It's, it's a psalm that was written. It says a psalm of Asaph. We're not exactly sure who wrote this psalm. But the psalmist is discouraged, and he's discouraged for a reason that you and I can get discouraged in 2021. He's trying to serve God, but it seems like he has a lot of trouble in his life. And he looks around and he sees wicked people that seem to have no headwinds at all. They seem to do whatever they want to do, and they seem to have everything they want. And this psalmist here is really disturbed by that to the place where he's almost giving up his faith. You know, I love how Psalm 73 begins. He said, truly, God is good to Israel. It's like, I know I'm supposed to say this, so I'm going to say this. But in verse two, he says, but as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping and I was almost gone for I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. And, and it just goes on and on and on like that through the first part of the psalm. And you and I could feel that way because it looks like in the world that you and I live in today, the people who tell the truth are the ones who are in trouble. And it looks like the people who are trying to do the right thing 
are the ones who get a lot of pushback in life. And the psalmist here is really getting frustrated with that. And then he goes to another place that's really unhealthy. He said, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? You know, he's like, well, listen, I'm trying to serve God and I'm having trouble. And people that don't serve God looks like they're not having any trouble. And did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. And then he says something that causes me to go from Zechariah's story to this psalm. He said, if I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. In other words, the psalmist was saying, it wasn't good for me to talk right then. <laughs> there's, there's a season to be quiet. When we're going through a time of frustration or anger or doubt, sometimes it's good just to be quiet for a while. And someone could say, well, Mark, the psalmist said these things in a psalm. Yeah, but the second half of the psalm tells about how he came around. Because, and I would encourage you to read Psalm 73, especially if you're down about how things are going in the world today. The psalmist said, then I went to the house of the Lord and God showed me their future and he showed me my future. And then of course he ends the psalm praising God. But I do think it's significant that when he was going through that really difficult season of doubt, he knew that it was best to be quiet until God rebuilt his faith. So when you look at the story of Zechariah not being able to talk for six months, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was a chastening that God brought about in his life for not believing. But on the other hand, a lot of people listen to Zechariah. And maybe he didn't need to talk until he began to see God's goodness in his life again. You know, the sad part about what we've talked about today is oftentimes when we're discouraged and angry and frustrated, that's when we're most inclined to talk. And yet we need to remember in those times, it's important to be quiet and to just go before God and ask God to help us adjust our mood. Uh, I've talked about through the years uh, when I was a very, very, very young preacher, the huge influence that Dr. Charles Stanley had on my life. Um, you know, we had gotten cable in Fort Worth in 1981, and one of the superstations that just about everybody in the country got was WTBS in Atlanta, and Dr. Stanley was on WTBS, and because of that, his ministry went, went national. But I remember in those days as a very young preacher, still in my mid-20s, listening to sermons that Dr. Stanley preached. And one of the most important messages I ever heard him preach was a message entitled, Study to be Quiet. And he said, you know, you have to do that. Sometimes one of the most difficult things to do is to be quiet and be quiet before God. Well, I think with Zechariah, when, he was, when, his, when his mind was full of doubts and confusion and frustration, it was not a good time for him to talk. And so God said to Zechariah, you're not going to talk for a few months. But wow, when he finally did open his mouth, he had a great story to tell. Well, thanks for joining us here on Noah's Window today. And if you are discouraged with the way the world's going, don't forget that God is in charge. It's like the psalmist said, God is good. He started the psalm with that, even though he got discouraged. He said, God is good. And just remember, even if things are going poorly today for you, at least if they seem to be, that our God is good all the time. Father, thank you for the day that you've given us. And Lord, we know that it's the nature of your children, flawed and human though we are, to get frustrated sometimes, especially when it seems like we're trying to do the right thing and we don't see the instant outcome. I pray that you'll help our faith to grow in those times. And... Help us to remember when it's important to be quiet and just to appear before you and bring our concerns and our problems and our frustrations with you. Your shoulders are big and you can handle it. So Lord, help us to take it to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Well, thanks for joining us today on Noah's Window. We'll be back with another story from the Christmas narrative very, very soon. Thanks for joining us today.